0: Oh, movie past, we hardly knew ye. Today we're talking about the unlimited movie service, what it did, what it strives to do, and what we can learn from it. On this edition of New Amsterdam Radio. Hello everyone, once again this is Flobo Voice and you are tuned in to New Amsterdam Radio. The show, the podcast that takes a look at what's going on around us when it comes to news, sports, culture, and how we as creatives can extract that for our own projects. I am doing fantastic. I hope you're doing fantastic as well. Uh, if you're listening to this on your Spotify or iTunes Advice, make sure you share the show. Tell more people about New Amsterdam Radio and what the whole movement about it is. It's a city for creators, of which you are a citizen. New Amsterdam, welcome citizen. This week has been pretty good. On my end, I've been being able to, to host more and more programming. If, if you guys are familiar with what, what I do personally, uh, among other things, I've been ramping up my time at a digital network called After Buzz TV where I'm able to host after shows of of content. So let's say a TV show is on air, you can search online on a podcast like this, or a YouTube stream, uh, and we'll actually have like a little live show that discusses what we learn, what we love, what we didn't love. It's a lot of fun. I mean, they have their own format and definitely skills that uh, I didn't think that would need sharpening. I, I was be able to sharpen there, uh, being able to, to converse with many different types of people, keep a show according to time, etc., etc. Now, I know New Amsterdam Radio, when it was founded, when it was started, founded, uh, the idea was not to talk too much about my life per se because that's not what we're here for we're not here talking about me you know you guys can find out what I'm doing on my website all the time but rather taking a look at what's going on around us but I figured if we're going to be in this city for creatives together it's always good for the mayor points to self to little share what he's up to and what he's working on and owns a little empire that way I don't come off as preachy That way I don't come off as a self-help guru telling you what you should and should not do where at the end of the day, I'm struggling on the same level too. I'm with you. I'm in the trenches. Uh, So yes, thank you so much for listening to the show and telling your friends about it. And what's funny is that I made a point not to, to totally... Uh, promote this show and in, in the most traditional way uh, a little bit of background i had a a former show it was called 26 stone 26 stone show and i sunk so much money in facebook ads and hounded my friends to like comment and share and and uh yeah good results but this was really with new amsterdam radio the idea was more for organic growth and that's why i've been telling some few select vips so if you're hearing this thank you welcome please uh invite only Tell your friends about it that way, because I want to see if it becomes a a little bit of a a moving, breathing organism, like a plant or a mushroom, because mushrooms aren't technically plants, they're fungus. That's a science fact. (laughs) Anyway, let's start the show. I'm sure you guys have heard the news by now. It's uh, it, I'm recording this on Friday the 13th in September 2019. But uh, the news has shocked the digital landscape. MoviePass is finally, some would say, going under. And I say finally not because I am sad to see it go. To be honest with you, I don't watch any movies in the theater. Well, that's not true. I don't watch enough movies in the theater uh, to justify having a club-type membership to the theater. Because even the ones I go to still are trying to push similar products. But when Movie Pass was started, it was kind of a big deal. You know, the idea was you pay one flat rate a month, and at first, you're able to watch any movie you wanted in most of the theaters uh, around you. So you walk up to a theater which little, like, Red Pass and say, I'm seeing this movie today um it seemed to be true and a lot of people kind of flocked to it at first in fact there was a time where movie pass was like the, the the thing your friends try to put your other friends on at parties you know like if you try a new restaurant ah oh, forget that restaurant try movie pass and I guess they were never quite ready for this success and now over time there was different permutations of that program. It wasn't just any movie you wanted. It was certain theaters, especially when um, particular theaters didn't like the idea of people coming in and watching all their movies uh, for one low rate. Um, the reason being is that because if you can watch all the movies you want, you probably have a binge day and watch two or three movies and not come back and most movie theaters make their money on concessions. People who pay full price for a ticket go, wow, I paid fair price for a ticket, I'm going to go home, that was a nice evening out, as opposed to the power users who are trying to maximize their time inside of a the theater. So now you have different like versions and limitations. It was uh, only three times a month, or it was only certain movies, only from certain studios, and for a lot of people on the user end, uh, the restrictions got confusing, uh, it seemed more and more like a hassle, and I know my personal circle of friends dropped out fairly quickly but it always seemed like this program was on life support because frankly we want things in bulk Uh, when times get rough and and money is tight and we're talking about that collectively I'm not judging you or where you are in life uh, we try to tighten the belt in you know, a cut from our entertainment budget, we say, hey, look, uh, i try to see what the most I can get with a little amount of money. We try to find value, and the classic movie pass had a lot more value than the new movie pass with all the restrictions. So over time, that became less and less viable and feasible. And, and even at a point of counter-programming, uh, movie theater chains themselves launched their own club plans that would try to not only do the whole unlimited or... Limited, but more than a la carte movies, but then they'll give a reward specific to that chain. So now the big boys got involved and turned it into a glorified loyalty program, (laughs) cutting movie pass off at the knees. Um, The way I describe it, you might think that it already went out of business a long time ago, but the news just broke today, uh, September 13th, uh, 2019, that the company is officially going under. And even though in the grand scheme of entertainment, Movie Pass was only around for a short time. Uh, what it did was something that, that was of note. Right. We always talk about in the startup world and all that about disruption and how can you take something that was traditionally seen as that's just the way it is. As far as commerce, as far as a service, as far as a business and finding new ways to approach that business so much so the old guard has to adapt. Sometimes that does adapt. You'll see uh, Facebook, for example, saw that Snapchat had really cool 24 hour short clips. Uh, they and that was disrupting the social media space too, especially at that time where Facebook was seen as being stuffy and old. And Facebook countered by uh, importing a lot of those features into its Instagram products. Facebook is okay. Uh, Snap is doing not as good, but it hasn't gone under yet. And sometimes disruptions uh, can be fatal blows. I think the oft-repeated example, at least in my lifetime, was about that of Blockbuster, and you know, it was understood. If you wanted to watch a movie, uh, not in the theaters, you would have to wait six to eight months until the VHS came out and then it was able available at Blockbuster. And you will go typically on a Friday night to pick up a couple of movies on a quote unquote three day rental. I say quote cool because they counted the day you actually pull it off the shelf. And sometimes you'll go and the hot movie was already out and you have to wait for it. And then there were late fees and there was a time when there were wine fees and it became a hassle. But we just kind of accepted it. We were just like, well, that's just a way we don't have to deal with it if we want to have a movie. Uh, And then, of course, the the story goes that there's Netflix that came out of nowhere, seemingly, with a DVD mailing service that would bring the DVDs to you and say no late fees because you're paying a monthly charge every month. If you don't return the DVD, that's fine, but you're not going to get another one. So you're holding on to alf's greatest adventures for six months you in theory have paid you know 40 or 50 dollars for this movie um and that opened the door for streaming and streaming bundles and, and streaming packages and blockbuster couldn't recover in fact towards the end they tried to do their own product stealing of their own and had a blockbuster online where you can watch movies on the internet and bring the vhs's to the store but it was too little too late but what about Movie Pass? right? The idea of having one ticket to every movie on the planet, uh, every movie theater on the planet, is probably not going to happen again, at least for a long time. Uh, it just seems that there's too much vertical integration in our media properties for that to happen. You can imagine if someone did that for sports and you, you uh, say, all right, you pay one ticket, say $100, and you get to go see... Uh, Premier baseball games, uh, basketball games, uh, Major League Soccer, and then you can double back and watch an NFL game. Sounds great. I think there's a lot of sports fans, super sports fans, that will love it. But then you have the conflicting ideals of each organization that sponsors a sport have a different price point of what they think their game is worth. For example, here in Los Angeles, I can go and see the LA Galaxy, which is the premier LA team uh, in the city, and the oldest one, uh, for about $30 a ticket. Um, that's pretty much general admission. Uh, you sit on the field, so there's not a bad place to sit in the house. Uh, currently, the Los Angeles Chargers play in the exact same building as the LA Galaxy, and tickets usually start at 75 to 80 dollars. But you can imagine I walked in there with my 999 or 1299 uh, sports pass, how people will look at you and go, "Ugh, what' this guy doing, taking all this value from this football experience at a fraction of the price? let 's go shut it down." <laughs> that's exactly what happened here, so Port will be passed uh as as bit the bullet, and uh we'll be closing after a long and tumultuous history. The example here is definitely the risk of disruption, right uh, when we create things, we always have this this third eyes mind's eye glory of doing something so fresh and so different, everyone's turning their heads and going, dang, that's the best painter I've ever seen, or he's just so amazing uh, on that unicycle. He's doing things we never saw before. And ultimately, that's great. We want to strive to be different and innovative. That's great. But if you're doing something that's so radically different, be prepared to have some resistance. You're going to have people that say, you're not doing it the right way. Uh, You're going to have people say that, look, it's so amateur. It's Bush League. You are operating outside of the parameters of what's considered good taste. Or even more damningly, maybe another person may see what you're doing and try to co-opt that for themselves. You can imagine if you made the... Best pizza in town. Uh, and you were doing it for 40 years. You just kind of accepted that your pizza was the best. And someone across the street had a pizza cart where they said, hey, instead of giving you the big triangle slices, we're going to give you the same great pizza and a hot dog bun. <laughs> for example, that way you can grab and go. And trust me, a pizza on a hot dog bun is absolutely disgusting. But in this commuter town, for example, people love the idea. They're going out and they're going, all right, pizza and a hot dog bun. It isn't the greatest pizza, but it's delivered in a way I didn't think was possible and it's convenient for me. This pizza cart's going nuts. And now the legacy pizza shop is going to go, well, we have the best pizza in town. This product is doing great. Let's put our best pizza on this bun that's not a hot dog bun because we are better than that <laughs> you know uh, cutting that innovative idea at the knees does that pizza cart get mad i guess you can um, you could probably sue in some cases some industry, but ultimately it's a good sign that you're saying you're coming up with something that, that may be so innovative that big boys take notice. Now you run the risk of the product you're working on crashing and failing and burning. After all, if someone's way better than you takes your idea and, and runs with it, no one's gonna really fight to see the original unless you're curious. The example I always use is, uh, Hydrox, the cookie. Came out a year before Oreo, but let's be honest. When's the last time you had a Hydrox, right? Uh, you know, if you if your pizza cards get an by the big boys, you could take it as a sign, uh, as like you're doing something oh different or okay. And that idea might might fall for you. Maybe the fact that you can't send me more pizzas on hot dog buns because everyone's palate has elevated has totally ended that business for you. But then you have that peace of mind saying, hey, look, you are able to think outside the box. That next idea is going to be even greater, even better. I'm not sure about MoviePass in this example. Maybe they're dead and buried, and we're never going to do that ever again. But I can imagine if someone sat around and said, hey, look, this experience we're having at the movies could be improved. Something we all pretty much taking for granted. There must be some things out there we can work on as well. And that's your job as a creative, to really find what that is that you can disrupt on your own, even knowing the consequences of an audience that may change, or competition, or not disrupting enough, or disrupting so much you're considered as an outsider. These are all risks that you have to take. That's all the time we have for this edition of New Amsterdam Radio. Again, I want to thank you so much for tuning in and and telling your friends about the show. I mean, that is greatly appreciated. Learn more about this show and myself over at flobito.com. That's F-L-O-B-I-T-O.com. My name is Lobo Boyce. And as always, this city is yours. Goodbye, everyone.